You're listening to the Real Issues, Real Voices, Real Japan podcast by Japan Forward, where we round up selected news and give you a preview of what's in the editorial pipeline. So, in today's episode, we're joined by Japan Forward editor in chief Naito san, senior editor Susan, journalist Ariel, and Ed, who is our sports writer. Okay, Ariel, thank you for your time today. Could you tell us what you have selected for today's episode? So, for today's episode, I thought that we could talk about the Go To campaign that has been a topic of much controversy、um, in Japanese politics、uh, and in general in the conversation recently.、Um, so, the Go To campaign was a very ambitious、uh, tourism cr- promotion campaign that was、uh, drawn up、uh, by the government to try to boost one of the sectors that was worst affected.、Um, During、uh, the period of、uh, state of emergency that went from roughly the beginning of April until the end of May in Japan.、Um, and the way that it Uh, it was designed to work is that it was supposed to boost、um, domestic travel and it would, co- it would cover、uh, the cost of travel, the cost of staying, and then at a later date, also the cost of, for example, eating out and buying souvenirs in the destination.、Um, the, uh, the, how, the reason why this policy gathered a lot of controversy was because when it was initially announced、um, on、uh, July 17th,、uh, the timing was a bit unfortunate because that also coincided with a period of. In the cases,、uh, both in Japan, but especially in the capital, Tokyo, has started to rise,、um, you know, going from maybe 50, 60 a day to 100, 200, and so on.、Um, so that was,、uh, it, it brought a lot of worry. Both from、uh, local governments and from netizens saying, is it really wise to、uh, carry on with this campaign? And eventually, just a couple of days before the campaign was supposed to start,、um, Tokyo was excluded from the span of the campaign. And so, it, but it still remained、uh, valid for the whole country. And it was supposed to、uh, coincide with the long weekend that we just had here in Japan on the 23rd, 24th.、Um, That、uh, was actually supposed to coincide with、uh, the original start of the 2020 Tokyo Olympics.、Um, so, yeah, this, with this in mind, you know, it was supposed to start the holiday season, which is going to continue all the way through August. So, just things I wanted to pick out was that this was for domestic travel,、uh, as you mentioned, Ariel. And that even though we saw online people were saying they wish this was for international travel, I think that will open up a whole lot of problems.、Um, I know, yeah. <laughs> then the other thing is that、um, because this was happening, a pandemic was hit Japan early Q1 and in Q2. Lots of Hanami, Hanami parties were cancelled. Also,、um, it was reported that international travel in Japan dropped. By over 200%, 300%.、Mm-hmm. So I can see that the government was trying to boost the economy again. As, as we all know, Japan is in a recession. It was just unfortunate. I feel it's unfortunate that、uh, the timing. With, with everything that's happening, has been very,、uh, has been very bad. I think,、uh, especially, it was a campaign that was designed to help, especially the local businesses. You know, you have to picture the small, like, little restaurants in, say, really rural Japan and so on that really benefit in the tourist season from, especially people from the, the capital area. I say capital, but really, like, there's Tokyo, there's Chiba, there's Saitama, then there's big cities like Osaka and so on. It's really most of the Japanese population lives. In these areas. So, when these people move around the country, they bring a lot of、uh, economic impact to different parts of the country. And so, what a lot of local governments have also said you know, even if we try to encourage 
travel, for example, in the prefecture is not going to be enough to try to boost the economy. So this is why something on the one hand, people were very hopeful about this, but then the, on the other, as you said, we have to remember that we are in a pandemic. So it's it's been a sort of uh, this sort of problem. So yeah, we've got other people in the call. We've got Naito-san, um, editor-in-chief. We've got Susan, who's our senior editor, and Ed, our sports writer. I wanted to ask um, you, what did you think about the go-to campaign or what, what kind of expectations do you think people had for this? Okay, well, starting from me, the idea is really good, but unfortunately, <laughs> the timing was not good. As my experience, because, you know, I, I was planning to go uh, outside of Tokyo for the family you know, trip uh, for a couple of days, but I was not on a go-to campaign. But be, well, because I'm living in Tokyo, so uh, you know, from Tokyo, you're not uh, covered from this uh, go-to campaign. But, but because you know, we wanted to go, we saw the news that uh, you know the local people are not welcoming us because you know they're worried so much that uh, uh, if they're infected, this is not good. So that's 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 hit us and uh, we decided not to go this time you know this is a kind of dilemma we want to help them we want to you know have fun but if the local people has the dilemma that uh, uh, they wanted to you know get the uh, people come but they don't want to uh, get the people come so this is you know yeah. really tough question so that that's my experience and the uh, idea is good to try to you know to boost somehow you know the Tourism is the most uh, impacted area. So people should, you know, live. Otherwise, if the businesses collapse and, you know, uh, the people go suicide or, you know, so, so the business is going down, it's really bad. Yeah. So just, uh, yeah, yeah, just quickly for me, I thought that it was a good opportunity for people to, like, finally, like, get out of the house. Yeah. Because throughout, like, spring, uh, people were, you know, stay home. Or we're given this kind of guidance to be away from things, mm-hmm. um, and it was like now finally the opportunity to like experience something else instead of mm-hmm. being at home. But I thought that the government maybe had you know as a byproduct of this to release stress and to in- increase well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the igniter san you said too, but the timing was it just it just it was so unfortunate that the Tokyo numbers were like rising every day on like not just rising but it was almost like double and triple whatever what it was like weeks before yeah yeah and it's a trend that is continuing sadly as well so today it was over 400 people with yesterday being 366 mm-hmm. people so you know it's it's going up and uh, mm-hmm. so i think the best that, and you know, what the government has done is just monitor the situation closely and just adjust as they go along. Because I mean, I think that's the best that anybody can do at this point in terms of policymakers. I think I think that it should be brought out that the, you know, the this was very unfortunately timed. But it's not that the government, uh, you know, ignored the knowledge that we have uh, about this virus and should have known. No. Uh, the problem is that we don't know. This is a, this is such a new thing, and the models have been very off. Uh, and Japan's experience has been different from many other countries. Uh, 
Japan, Japanese have a, sort of a greater self um, social consciousness. And so the first experience in Japan was one of, even though it was not mandatory, most people stayed home, uh, did social distancing, uh, managed the three C's, wore masks voluntarily without um, having to be threatened with fines and arrest if they didn't comply. And so Japanese numbers were very low and the Japanese deaths have been very low. If you, if you look at that from the government standpoint, well, we better restart the economy or uh, all these people are going to, you know, be totally destitute. Uh, so, you know, I think they had their their heart in the right place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're dealing with a, a virus that we don't have experience, no one in the world has experience with before except possibly China. And so, um, you know, we got caught and... It, it's it's a bad situation, but it's it, it is what it is. So uh, I think flexibility maybe on the government's part, uh, the cities, the governors of the different uh, prefectures and, and uh, the national government need to be flexible about, um, you know, how they restart the economy and restarting. It's a good thing, I think. But mm. you're needing uh, to take measures to keep the numbers down and keep people from um, running around and infecting each other. Mm-hmm. Just just on a related point about the uh, e- economics a little bit, um, the 100,000 yen checks that are, mm-hmm. are f- deposit money for each of the uh, citizens that's supposed to be received by um, bank deposit, right? I think you, you can look at the infusion of cash as something the government is serious about, um, understanding that there has to be cash flow to keep the economy going. So, yeah. They want people to spend money and also money to circulate to the local communities. So the go-to campaign is sort of tied to the money that each of the people is supposed to receive as well. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, Ed. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I actually, it was even before the campaign launch, but I took my family quickly for a weekend getaway to Nagasaki. Mm. But it was not a pandemic, but they were facing like heavy rain. Mm. Oh, yes. So I guess the point I want to make is that no matter if there's a campaign or not, like there are like a lot of external factors that's preventing people from traveling or enjoying travel. Fortunately, the day we arrived in Nagasaki, the rains like stopped. There was some flooding in some areas too. And also mm. another like good thing was it wasn't affected as much as Fukuoka or Kumamoto. But in saying that, it was nice for me and my family to get out of our house, get out of Tokyo. And then the other thing, too, is that realize that everyone is on a different level when it comes to um, to travel. People think it'll, you know, they'll be fine because they've been like quarantined mm-hmm. from, from home or whatnot. But when I made the, the reservation, the hotel reservation, it was like immediately... Like asked last of us, but you're from Tokyo. Is it really okay for you to come? <laughs> so I already felt the sense of that. Okay, yeah, the level of was it consciousness mm. is different, even from prefecture to prefecture. Yeah, um, in my personal experience, I actually went to Nara this past weekend uh, during the long weekend because I was partially also curious to see how people would react um, to the, you know 
on the one hand, I didn't want to cause inconvenience to anybody, but I wanted to see also what would happen if somebody from Tokyo went to Nara. Um, and there was a mixed reaction. Like on the one hand, it was like, oh, you're from Tokyo, it's okay. But then there were another place where they were very actually proactive and cooperative. So they produced, uh, you know, all the paperwork, which will eventually be necessary if you wanted to try to ask for uh, reimbursement for the GoTo campaign and so on. It doesn't apply to me, of course, because, you know, I'm from Tokyo, so I can't qualify. But one of the people that came is actually living in Nagoya. So it was like, okay, you can theory apply. Um, and so, uh, you know, it was also, to me, it also was interesting to see the slight logistical like difficulties of trying to apply to this campaign. But on, on the whole, as you said, Galileo, it's very different from prefecture to prefecture, and I think very different from business to business as well. And what the point that we mentioned before, it really is a dilemma that is, you know, each of us is posing themselves, is it okay for me to go? Is it not okay for me to go? But then on the other hand, it's also good to get out of the house. So uh, on, you could say it's an interesting dilemma to have, you know, to be posing oneself as well. Mm. Well, how about uh, deers? Did they welcome you? <laughs> they seem pretty happy that somebody was feeding them for a change, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about the the big tourism companies? How are they, like JTB and those other companies, how are they just basically managing their day-to-day work? Uh, so from my understanding is that if you book from the uh, websites, some of them will already have like the discounts, for example, displayed like in the final price. Um, and then I think part of it is also separate from the traveling company. So, for example, people who have traveled like this past weekend, they can they can have all the paperwork and then apply separately for a reimbursement to the government. Um, so I think it's a it's a mixed bag, but I think also the separate companies also have to come up with their own guidelines. For example, how to which how do you verify the fact that somebody comes from Tokyo or not? Like for example, mm. right? Um, on you know which which like travel routes do you decide to exclude and so on? There were some details that were still left a little bit murky at the start of the campaign. So I think mm. to to answer your question, I think some of the things are pretty clear, and you know there will be the final price, and that one is the discounted price, which is provided for the in the in the go to campaign. But other things, I think they're still figuring out as they go along. Is there a particular region of the country that the go-to campaign has become most popular for people to go to? Um, So I think, uh, especially during this past weekend, uh, Mm -hmm. they were looking at, uh, um, you know, where where there was most movement, according to the NTT, uh, you know, mobile data. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of uh, prefectures saw an increase in movement during the long weekend. But interestingly, the the highest one was Okinawa, that saw mm. nearly like three times as many movement of people compared to normal. Mm. Uh, I think one of the reasons might be also the awful weather that Japan has had mm. <laughs> throughout mm. this uh, this whole period. And Okinawa seems to have been spared, like mm. the awful rain that a lot of uh, you know Kyushu area has seen. So I think maybe a lot of people moving there for that. I'm not sure, but uh, that's from what I've seen, that was one of the most popular areas, especially during this long weekend. But we will have to see, I think, uh, as we go into August, which is a period which is very popular with the holidays, especially going back to the hometowns and so on. Maybe in that case, people will be a bit more conscious. uh, You know, do I want to put my 
maybe elderly family members at risk, um, you know, my village at risk, you know, that sort of thing. So I wonder whether we'll actually see a different kind of trend uh, as we go into August. Yeah, let's hope that um, people can, again, start traveling without uh, this fear in their minds, both the traveler and the people who are in their locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I guess we should also remember that there are other ways to support these businesses, local businesses like these mom and papa mm-hmm. cafes. Um, I know, Susan, you, you, you briefly talked about um, some way we've been able to support. Could you share some with our listeners? Well, I think think about the places that you're, are your favorites to go. And many times uh, the regional cuisine is one of the factors. You know, whether it's hometown cuisine or another part of Japan that you have just fallen in love with the taste. Uh, Galileo, for you, I would have thought that might include Hokkaido, uh, thinking of some of the food write-ups you've done in the past. Um, (laughs) But uh, in, in any event, food is definitely a factor. So why not call up the farm that has been where you go by local vegetables when you're visiting someplace out of town or call up the little restaurant that is in that area to see if they can, if they have packaged food. Sometimes restaurants in rural areas also do this, and certainly Tokyo. Do they have packaged foods that they can ship? Uh, and uh, one of our other favorite places is is a fabric region of Japan. And of course, uh, it's a traditional uh, little village um, with very beautiful old traditional houses that makes Japanese fabrics and then uh, kimonos and uh, other kinds of things that go with it. Uh, and, you know, we don't want to go and um, potentially carry something unwelcome like the virus with us. Uh, but, you know, we can call up and order something, even masks. They're all, they're all making masks now. Uh, the famous towel regions of Japan are making masks out of Japanese cotton toweling and uh, gauze. Um, if you have some favorite other souvenir places, my bet is that you can call where you used to stay, whether it's the hotel or the gift shop that you remember, uh, and you will be able to find a way to order from those places. Mm. Uh, And we've been doing that partly because we're a little bit afraid to stay in hotels, to be honest. So Mm -hmm. that's our own sort of um, phobia about this. Uh, We might be carrying something bad, but we don't know who stayed in the room before us. And so that makes us a bit nervous. Um, but we still want to eat some of that fruit or vegetable or, mm. uh, you know, see, you know, we want to have conversations with the people we cared about there or used to laugh with. Um, and so we've been making these kind of orders highly recommended for people that have that opportunity. Yeah. Also on that note, I've been, I've used uh, furusata no se. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. My husband loves that. <laughs> yeah, I ordered like I think ten kilos of <laughs> rice the other day. Um, uh, I think somewhat to I think was it Saga can or yeah, yeah Saga right. We ordered nasi yeah. from there. Yes. <laughs> um, I also got a box of strawberries that's coming in and that goes straight to the prefecture mm-hmm. um, or to the city in that prefecture. So that's definitely something I recommend to our listeners. If you do want to, if you live in Japan and you want to support uh, 
these local entities. Uh, and that website is really good because it gives you the local regions for different products too. So. Yeah, and there's lots of Furusato Noze websites have, like, opening up now. Mm-hmm. The one I use is Furunavi. Mm-hmm. But I think there's another one called Sato Furu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even just looking at those websites, you can see which towns are trying to put their products out. Mm-hmm. And then you can, like as what Susan said, you can just, again, do another internet search and see um, what they sell directly and not on that site. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to buy like these small building blocks for <laughs> for my son. Ooh. Uh, just, just to, again support them so yeah and i think ed you had a question on delivery based on the pandemic and the go-to campaign and the idea of not trying to you know staying safe but not carrying the virus across japan are people providing an over are people making an overwhelming um demand now an increase uh for these companies um the delivery companies like EMS, but also um, for the Japan Post. Mm-hmm. So I, I use the Kroneko frequently, um, <laughs> uh, multiple times a day, I guess probably would be a better way to say it. Uh, certainly our local Kroneko office uh, used to be basically five days a week. Uh, they would be there on Saturday mornings if you wanted to go around the back and ask the one of the people that, you know, as you live in the neighborhood, you know who all those people are. Um, mm-hmm. Now they're open seven days a week and, and they say, oh, you come through the back anytime. So, you know, uh, they're they're busy. You know, I think uh, if they're working seven days a week, I would say that's at least some evidence that they're busier than they used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the post office, um, I just want to put this out there, too. The post office is not delivering a lot of international mail because uh, the other countries are not yet open to accepting or shipping uh, internationally. And so um, if you're going to consider doing something, ordering from overseas uh, and trying to use the postal system, please look that up before you do so. Right now, most of it's not working. Okay, Ariel, you got to write about that. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. And also actually on the topic of uh, Matsuri, uh, this is obviously the period in Japan, which has a lot normally of uh, uh, Furusato Matsuri and, you know, local festivals all around the country. Some of them, you know, they have the capacity of huge concerts because so many people normally attend. But obviously all of them have been canceled this year. But some of them are still working on small capacity they have like online uh, you can see them online so for example one that I looked up was uh, Nebuta Matsuri that is actually gonna stream oh, yeah. online in like a small capacity um, in August and so on and then there are ways in which you can support these festivals so that they can you know run when we will finally come out of this pandemic so you know between like lo- supporting local businesses and then supporting local festivals we'll try to like find the silver lining in this yeah. period just look forward to just better to, times. Yeah, just to sum this up um, to our listeners, remember to look online of how you can order There's foods, bags of rice, fruits. Even they open masks. up, yeah, masks. Even also they've got special packages now that you can do for takeout or delivery. And then also, as Ariel said, some of these festivals might be online, so do check them out and do what you can to support. 
And on that note, Ariel, can you give our readers just um, some final thoughts on about the, the three pieces that you wrote? Uh, yeah, so um, please, if you're interested in the GoTo campaign and all the different details regarding on, you know, how it was set up and different um, discussion that there was both on a local, national and also internet level of this topic, please check the articles on our website and make sure to stay tuned for further updates. As I imagine, the situation is changing uh, very quickly, so there will be a lot more to read in the future as well. Thank you to everyone listening. This was the Real Issues, Real Voices, Real Japan podcast by Japan Forward. <laughs>